Welcome to The Business of You, the show that empowers you to put yourself out there and build your personal brand. I'm your host, Michelle Griffin, helping you each week with expert tips, inspiring stories, and personalized coaching so you can master your reputation and build your future, showing up as the brand and business of you. I'm excited you're here. Now let's get going with today's show. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Business of You. I'm your host, Michelle Griffin, and I'm extremely glad you're here because today we're talking about two of my favorite topics, personal branding and LinkedIn. And when you put those two together, the opportunities are just amazing. Now, all my clients come to me and everyone asks, well, how do you build your personal brand on LinkedIn? Where do you start? All the things. What better way to learn exactly how by then from someone who has done it in like the last two years. So it has been my absolute, I think we've been talking about this since January, like we're almost to April. So I took me a couple of months to get him, but I'm so excited to welcome to the show today, Mr. Nick Bennett, the director of field community and no field partner and community at Alice and also the podcast host of not one, but two podcasts of rep your brand and What's the other one, Nick? Real ABM. Real ABM. Yeah. So welcome to the show, Nick. It's so awesome to have you here. Yeah. Super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. No, we um, we connected actually. I know we talked about it's been since January, but we did two collaborations. I was on your podcast, which I was thrilled to be on. And you were on my LinkedIn audio show last month, and that was such a hit. So thank you again for those things. Definitely. Yeah. So Nick is one of these guys. He is like super smart, super nice, super gracious. So I asked him in the pre-show, Nick, are you okay with telling us your story? Because I know you get asked this a lot, but lately, Nick, I mean, you went over the two-year mark and things just have exploded. So tell us how things are going there and then we'll break it all down. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's been such an interesting journey where like, I had no plan that this would ever turn into something like this. Like people always say, post on LinkedIn, post on LinkedIn, and you'll be amazed at what could happen. And like, yeah, it sounds great in theory, but until you see it in practice, it's a whole different thing. And like, I've been living this now, like, I mean, it's definitely taken off more recently, but like for two years of showing up every single day and then just seeing everything that it's been able to provide for like myself, my family, and it's uh, it's been such an amazing journey. Yeah, no, it's really good. Now, for those who um, don't know your story and um, you told it really well on the audio event last month, can you kind of bring us back or bring us back to two years ago when what made you actually even start doing this? Yeah. So I was working at a company called Clary They're in the RevOps space. And my boss at the time was Kyle Coleman, um, who was very well known on LinkedIn from the sales and SDR side of things. And so, you know, Kyle owned, you know, the SDR team, he owned enablement, he owned a growth marketing team, which is where field marketing sat. And so we were having a leadership meeting and he was like, these are all the benefits that LinkedIn has provided to me. And I've always followed his content. I was like, oh, wow, like it'd be so awesome one day to be like Kyle. And so he's like, I'm going to put out a challenge to my team of just creating and posting content on LinkedIn, find something that you're passionate about and just go for it. And so there was a few of us that actually did it for, uh, it was like for like a couple months and then people just kind of fell off and I just kind of stayed with it. 
And I just continued to show up every single day where I was creating content five days a week. And for me, I took the path of like niching down into field marketing because out of 750 million plus users, there's literally no one that talks about it on a regular basis of what it is, what are the misconceptions, how does it play into the actual revenue aspect of a B2B company? And so, you know, I didn't have any traction for the first six months. It was literally crickets. And I was like, oh, wow, maybe I should quit. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay with it because it's fun. It was a it was a writing activity for me where I don't consider myself a great writer. And it was something I wanted to get better at. And it was like, okay, great. I can write content. I never store content. I create everything on the, on the whim. And once six months kind of hit, all of a sudden, I feel like things just kind of flip-flopped. Like I was getting a little bit of engagement. People were starting to see. And then I was starting to get invited to some podcasts and talk about field marketing, doing some blogs around it. And then it just kind of, in 2021, it just started to blow up probably like spring or summer of 2021. And I just kind of like never looked back from there. And it's, I mean, it's created consulting opportunities, brand deals, like podcasts, like all these amazing things that I would never have thought would have been possible. But if I quit, I would never have realized the full potential either. Oh my gosh, you said it so well. And that's what pains me when people do finally try it and they they think of it needs to happen overnight or within a month or something. And it's a long game. I know people get tired of you saying that, but it's it's a choice. It's like a lifestyle choice when you decide to eat healthy instead of going to diet. You can't just diet and you, know, you change it, but it's fun because as you said, you got traction, you started meeting people, all these opportunities. And I think you and I got on each other's radar about a year ago. We were one of the founding I guess members of Justin Welsh's A and I community. I remember, you know, chatting in there in Slack, and um, that's where I first got. I think it was like literally a year ago, and and I have watched you grow. And I think even, I think earlier this month is when you hit your two years. And I feel like this whole year, from watching you on the sidelines and make, tell me this is true, it just exploded to a whole nother level in 2022. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, it definitely has. And I think what I've really tried to do is double down on like the content creation part of it. Like for the most part, up until, you know, two years ago, I was creating like one post a day. I always felt like I had more to say, but I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to like overwhelm people with content. And so I would just post first thing in the morning. I would engage with everyone, but then that was like it. And like, I would never do a second post or you know, I didn't really diversify off of LinkedIn really. And I was like, you know what, like, I'm just going to go all in on like content creation in 2022. And so I post for the most part now twice a day, sometimes three times a day, but still don't write anything down, still don't spend more than five minutes on the content. But I've, you know, I've dabbled in TikTok now and trying to create like funny videos that relate back to being a marketer in B2B, as well as like a LinkedIn content creator. And like, just tried to get people to know more of like the personal side and like the funny side of me, although I'm not super professional anyways, like I'm not a, a suit wearer. Um, but like, I just want people to like see myself doing more video. And that was always something that I said in 2021, I want to do more video. I want to get people to like see me and just feel more comfortable with like that public speaking aspect of it. And I just never did it. It just kind of fell by the wayside. So I said, 2022, I'm, I'm doing it. I don't care. And um, it's been a lot of fun. Like I still don't like to look at myself on video, but I enjoy the, the content creation piece of it. 
No, that, you know, you said the same thing. We all, that's why I've resisted video because I hate the recorded, but I'll funny get on live video. So it's funny, but I can't tell you in the last three months, all of this year, everyone talks about in the B2B space, TikTok, TikTok, it even has its own hashtag B2B talk or something. So, um, and I know for me, like video is one of the fastest ways to um, form that connection, you know, because you can come off in one way in your content, but until they even hear you, which is good in audio, but video takes it to a whole new level. So I've been on the sidelines on TikTok. I haven't made a video yet, but I've been on there for a while. So I think we'll have to connect, but you, you've just hit the nail on the head. I mean, first of all, you stuck with it. Let's recap these lessons. You tried something new. You got out of that comfort zone, right? So you tried it. You liked it. You kept at it. And so many people, sadly, that's like my saddest thing when I know all these amazing people like yourself have so much to share and yet they, they're too scared or they just drop out quickly, but you got it. And I always say, keep going, keep going. Um, then you got some traction and then you said, Hey, I'm going all in because you found something you liked, right? If content creation is not something you like, it's not, it's not going to be sustainable. And you, you obviously like it and you've gotten better at your craft too. I mean, not that I said you're bad, but you said yourself, I've taken it to a whole new level. And can I just say to put that level of deep stuff in five minutes is really a gift. <laughs> it's a gift, Nick. It's yeah. It's, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a t- I'm very, I'm a very indecisive type of person where if I overthink something, I'm never going to do it. And so I said, you know what, if I'm going to spend more than five minutes on this, I'm going to overthink it. Nothing's ever going to get accomplished. And then we're going to spin our cycles and we're just going to wonder why we're back at square one. And that was always something where I said, I would much rather not focus on the like making a perfect piece of content, but engaging with the community that I've built to be able to form relationships because we know relationships run everything in reality. And if I can continue to make incredible relationships like with you and with all these other people, it it doesn't matter. Like now when I post content, you have people on your side that will engage and like it with you because of you, not because of you as a marketer or you as, you know, whatever you do. And I think that's the piece that we want to all get to. And that's the piece that matters the most. You're so right. And I can't, I can't say that enough. Exactly. That community is everything. So, you know, you've done really well. I'm actually going to put in the show notes that really awesome um, Shield app um, article that you, I think that came out a year ago, because yeah. that really tells your backstory. That way we don't, you know, I want to talk about the future now, you know, I'm going to, I might even put the show notes from our audio and then that's so people can get all up to speed because you're a wonderful. I hate to say you're just a case, you're just a case study, but you're a case study. Like you're a great yeah. example in the B2B space, which we so need personal branding, personalization. I noticed a lot in your content lately. And I think today you were talking about employee branding. Was mm. today the post when you were saying, Hey, I'm gonna have a million views this March? Yeah. Imagine if a company of 15 and their team had that many people putting it out there. I mean, so you really, is that an area that you're really kind of dabbling in or yeah. um, evangelizing? Yeah. I mean, I think so. And it's something that I think is so important. Like I think of people like, you know, Chris Walker and Justin Welsh and Dave Gerhardt and all these people. However, like a lot of them, they, they, they own the business. Like they have to create the content and all of this, but like, what about the people that are, maybe ICs, director level people, or even like, you know, leaders within the company that 
maybe don't plan on creating their own company, but still want to build their brand? How do you create a social advocacy or like internal program that will get people to do that? And not just, hey, let's just share everything that's going on with the company. Let's talk about personal stuff because every time someone's clicking into your profile, they're going to see exactly where you work without you having to talk about that. And so that's something, you know, empowering your employees to, to build their own brands. And I think the companies that get it will succeed in the companies that maybe are too stubborn to like, think that like, Hey, if I build up my employees, they're going to leave. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be worried about your employees leaving. Like, that's a good thing. You're creating a better environment for them. Um, and so it's something that I'm building out right now within Alice. And so it's funny because I'm actually moving into a evangelism role. Um, and so for me, what that is, is it's, it's a mixture of things. So, you know, being a subject matter expert to prospects, to customers, for social advocacy, both internally and externally, to really take that community um, and build on the community aspect for both, you know, prospects and customers and speaking at events, doing podcasts, things like that, and just creating content. I, I've wanted this for, for so long. And the more and more that I thought about it, everyone's always like, you know, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to be a CMO. I don't really want to own my own business yet, but like, I want to create content, get paid fairly and have a good time doing it. And um, I think this is really what it is for me. Uh, that sounds like a dream job. <laughs> That's awesome. So I was, before we went live, I said, Nick, you had this post last week, a little tease, like something's coming or something. You've been, te you've been teasing it up. So it's like, well, we can talk about it here. So you haven't announced it yet on LinkedIn, right? Is that coming out not. soon? Is the yeah, first, yeah. Work, first to hear through, about it? Yeah. Working through some, some final details and stuff, but um, internally a lot, most of the company knows about it. Okay. Just externally, no one does yet. Well, congratulations. So that's something the second quarter I'm assuming is coming out of this year and the next Yeah, probably. Weeks. Hopefully, honestly, hopefully within like a week or two. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you'll you're gonna be putting yourself out there more as a company role. I mean, you do that already. So you're right. just gonna be responsible for that. So to me, that sounds like a perfect job. I mean, you're right. Like CMO is great, but this sounds like perfect for you because you love people, you love getting out there teaching and just being a connector. So I cannot wait to see what this looks like. And also what a model this will be to other B2B companies. Cause I'm sure this role, it's still a fairly new concept and role in this space, right? Exactly. And like that, I think that's the whole thing. You think of people like Sangram, um, and you know, there's a few others that have like from a leadership perspective, have like that in in evangelist type role, but like from a actual like boots on the ground every single day in MarTech and sales tech, at least it doesn't exist yet. And in IT, it does. There's always been advocacy in, in evangelists, but for MarTech and sales tech, from the like IC perspective, it doesn't exist. And so I want to be able to set that standard of what this looks like for B2B companies going forward. And I've talked to so many VPs of marketing and CMOs recently that do plan to invest into this in 2022. And so they've talked to me about like, what does that look like and all of these things. And it's just, it made me think more and more like, wow, you know, all these companies seem to be investing in it. Like I want to be able to get ahead of the curve and start to build what that looks like to create that framework so that all these other companies can kind of look to like, you know, us and me to be like, wow, like that's the way that you do it correctly. Wow. You're doing another trendsetter thing. You found a market need and a niche and you're owning it. That's 
Really awesome. So in these discussions you've had with these B2B leaders, and I want to bring it to you about the employee branding thing, because, you know, you have a twofold approach. You're building your personal brand, but you're also helping. I know you helped your company, your previous company, your new company, but tell us what needs to be out there. What are the first steps? A, I know it's a two-part question. First steps that, you know, someone in the B2B space wants to start building their personal brand. And what are the first steps that these leaders need to help their employees do the same? So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take I'll take the second piece first, because I think that it needs to start from the top. And I think a lot of leaders are, I don't want to say afraid, but they're not sure where to start because this is, it's a newer thing to them. A lot of exec leaders aren't millennials and, you know, they're like older and like, they're just trying to like, they, they may post on LinkedIn a little bit, but like, you don't see it as much. Like the most, like a lot of people that are creating on LinkedIn aren't like C-level executives outside of, you know, a few, at least in like the B2B space. And so I think it's getting them on board with what it means, how it can impact the company and what does it look like to empower your employees to be able to do so. And if it's not starting from the top, how can you get everyone else to feel passionate about it if your leadership team isn't even investing into it? It feels like kind of like a one-sided street versus a two-sided street. And I think that's kind of like the biggest piece, but what do you actually, you know, once leadership's bought in, what do you actually talk about or how do you get started? And I think that's, it was funny because I was actually having a conversation earlier today with someone I got connected with and she, um, we're both marketers and she's like, I really want to start building my personal brand. She's like, I don't know where to begin. She's like, I feel like I have so much to say, but I just don't know how to formalize it. And so we started talking. I said, honestly, the way that I went was just five days a week creating content. I probably wouldn't recommend that anymore because you can get burnout really, really quickly because you realize like, hey, it's not an overnight thing. Some people just get upset and they leave. I said, you know, what you could do is you could go find five to 10 other like-minded marketers similar to you that you want to learn from that are already creating content and just, you know, hit that little bell icon on their profile and just go be one of the first people that comments on their stuff every single day or a few times of week and add something of value. And you're creating a base for yourself so that when you do start to create content, you already have somewhat of a following doing that. And then it's like, all right, great. You have that lever working. Now you're moving to talking about whatever, you know, life lessons or journeys or things that you think you could help other people with. I feel like personal stories always help, especially if you're a marketer, like, hey, I did X, it failed because of Y, here's 10 lessons that, that I came from it or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you have that base and then you're building on it. So you have two different streams that you're going, you're, you're still engaging with, you know, maybe that 10 turns into 20 or 30, and then you're still doing content two to three times a week. It creates kind of like that, like that wheel of content where it's like, all right, great. People are seeing you all over the place. And I feel like that's the piece that I personally missed when I was getting going was that I didn't engage enough with other people's content. I had like three or four people that I would like always look at and follow, but like I didn't expand on it. And then I kind of focused so much on creating my own content that I didn't engage as much as I probably should. And I, it's still it's still hit or miss for me and I'm trying to do a better job of it, but it, it becomes definitely very challenging. 
Well, especially if you're working a full-time job, you've got to carve out that that space, that time and be very you know committed to it. But that's what I tell my clients and our 365 creators community, which started the 365 challenge last year, me, you know, posting every single day, which I off the bat do not recommend anyone. And so this year in our I rebranded us as the 365 creators and we just moved the needle. 365 times, either with a comment or a post, whatever, you know, works for you because everyone's different. And I always say, warm up the room, warm up LinkedIn, don't start cold, right? Get in the comment wheel. Then you get that confidence. You get to know people. You can hide in a little bit, be yourself in the comment section too. Not only do they know you, but you can start showing little bits of who you are, your expertise and your personality. I think we need to know both. Right. So, so that's, that's great advice. Um, Yeah. So I always say, you know, when people tell me, Hey, I work in a company, how do I do my brand? And I say, well, it's got to come from the top or, you know, your company's not, you know, there's some companies that are like, try to control everything. And, you know, it just, it's a, it's a cool, it's a top thing. So I, I just hope that in your new role and all the advocacy you're doing, I hope you start changing them, you know, the perfect, you know, the ideas around it, you know, it's not a free for all. It, it's, it's one of the best ways to market your company and, you know, help teamwork and all that. So, um, so I love that option. Um, also too, I get marketers that come to me and people like, I'm just fresh out of school. What do I know? You probably get that right. So, yes. and I turn it around and I'll, t- I'll tell you what I say, but what, when you are asked that, cause I'm sure you're hit up a lot by people to ask, what do you, tr- what do you suggest for them if they're fresh out of school or in the field? I mean, I still think that you have like stories that you can talk about and relate where like everyone has something to say. Maybe it's things that you learn through college or high school that you can relate back to like your professional journey, or maybe it's like you're talking about your journey to get your first job or what you want that to look like. Like it doesn't always have to be, you know, a hundred percent. These are the lessons that I did because I've worked for 20 years, like still talk about things that are passionate to you. Like something that I I saw recently and someone was talking about it that kind of, you know, really related to me was like, they were an athlete in college, which I was as well. And they were tying being an athlete to a marketer and like, because they were trying to break into the marketing field. And I was like, that makes a ton of sense. Like there's so many synergies that go, you know, between the two and like things like that. I I really enjoy. And just talking about like your experience, like breaking into, you know, the workforce in pandemic, basically, it's like, there's so many avenues that you can go down um, if you want to start creating content yourself. Yeah, I think people fresh out of, you know, in the profession or college, I think they have to be all professional. And it's like, no, the world's kind of changed. You know, we like the professional, personal side, tell us your stories and the, you know, so I think following really good people, you're a great example about that. Find the people in your industry that, you see that side and then try to just get a feel for what it looks like. You know, I'm not saying copy them by any means, but, you know, just get a feel for what resonates, I guess, what gets engagement. And you're going to tell your own story and that's refreshing because, you know, we're all find our, our way and our people and form our mini communities. You know, I say LinkedIn is like a huge networking event. And then each post is like a small little networking event, right? And the right, you go to the posts that you're interested in the topic or the people, and you just start a little conversation there. That's the way to do it. So these are great high level um, things that are, and I'll put all the other things in the show notes so they can see your early last two years early, like as in two years, right? Imagine how much you've grown in two years. So tell me what is the next couple year or so look like for you in your 
profession and your business and your personal brand? What do, cause I know you got that. You still working with shield a little bit. I mean, sorry, not shield with shift doing some yeah. LinkedIn consulting. You've got the two podcasts. What, what does it look like for you now that you've got so much traction? It's, it's a good question. Like, honestly, I don't, I don't think I really have it figured out. Like I don't, like I don't even know, you know, a year from now, rarely what it'll be. I just want to like have a good time, live life, you know, spend time with my family and things like that. And like, is you know the consulting piece has always been interesting to me. It's a it's a fun side hustle, honestly. Like because I'm doing probably like five to ten hours a month right now, and um, like I'm working with some really impressive brands that like. I mean, I didn't think they would ever want to work with me. And like people that are like, you know, they've been CEOs of companies for years, they've sold companies and it's like, they're trying to like, you know, they're taking advice from, from me. And like, it's super interesting, but I also really want to go still like still power forward towards that evangelism path and like create what that looks like. And then just double down on like the, the content creation side of it. Like my goal, and I don't really set goals for, for LinkedIn. Um, but like, you know, it would be nice to end 2022 with at least, you know, 50,000 followers with the ability to be able to like additionally work and meet with so many people in a collaborative like effort and then continuing to focus on my podcast. I'll release another 25 episodes this year. Um, I really want to, and I pitched this to a few people, but like create like a content house for marketers and just to get together for like a week or two and just like create like LinkedIn content, TikTok content. And like, we all just kind of hang out at an Airbnb and we just create massive amounts of content. And I think it would be really, really fun. Oh, that sounds like a really fun time. And <laughs> that's a great idea. You really should work on that. That's, yeah. I bet people would pay to go to that. I mean, like that's like going to like a conference, but you actually get stuff out of it, you know, exactly, yeah. In a fun place. Oh, great idea, Nick. And then how do you manage two podcasts? I don't know that. I, I mean, I is the AB one, is the ABM one, um, for work or is that both of yours? It's, it, so, so it's technically the, the real ABM one I've actually stopped producing content for recently. Um, we've tried to like figure out cause it was myself and it was actually a friend of mine who turned out to be my boss now. Um, but we were both doing it and we put, put out six episodes and then we just kind of had to reevaluate what we wanted to do. He ended up being promoted to lead all of marketing at Alice. And so he was getting busy. So we just kind of like put that on hold, I would say probably like the end of last year. Um, so right now, the only one that I'm producing content for on a regular basis is Rep Your Brand. Um, and that's probably will be my the majority of my focus for at least through the rest of this year. And that's 100% yours as a personal brand, not tied to workers. Nope. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Yep. Very good. So as you're, you know, another question we get, you know, does, how does my brand evolve? Well, your brand has really kind of evolved as you do. And, you know, the market changes, your um, company role changes, all the things. And so I'm sure your podcast will be kind of reflecting some of the new th- initiatives you're, you're creating. But I know you haven't planned it, but I mean, I'm not a fortune teller, but I can see so much opportunity and where this could take you from, you know, from what I do with clients, like speaking and other bigger, con- you know, you're almost forging a new path here and you're going to be known as that just like you were with ABM. So Nick, this is a really good time to, to be out there and, and to be thankful that you never quit. 
right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, it's, and that's the thing. It's like, I really like the content creation piece is so interesting. Like if you asked me two years ago, like, would you consider yourself a content creator? I would be like, no, that's why, why would you want to be a content creator? And like, now look at it, like when you can do so much and, you know, I have brands that contact me that like want to like partner and collab. And I feel like one of those people on like TikTok or Instagram that like, oh, like, wow, like a brand hit me up. Like they want to do something together. But like in B2B, it's such an underutilized like channel um, that I think like, you know, and I'm not a huge fan of the word like influencer or things like that. But like, if you partner with like, like, marketers who have solid brands and you do things from a B2B standpoint, you can create a lot of amazing content for your company and get that reach further than like you probably ever would on your own. No, that's a good thing. And I want to ask, I want to dive a little bit more into the B2B TikTok space because I know you recently did it. I know Mason Cosby of um, Mojo, he was doing these cute ones with his wife (laughs) and those are adorable. And I know other people in the um, B2B space So if a company is looking or a person looking to get their brand out there from what you've done and learned in the last couple of months on TikTok, what's your number one advice? Because I actually had someone on my podcast a couple of weeks ago on TikTok for B2B, but I want to get more insight on it. So what are your thoughts there? So I think this week will be a month for me on there. And so I've originally what I was using it for was to repurpose a lot of the podcast episodes that I've been on. I just basically repurposed the content from a video standpoint and then just really put it on there because I knew it could just live on there. It was things that I had a strong POV on and that I could talk about. And it was awesome. And then I started to mix in a little bit of like the audio trends. like, And I would always try to tie it back to being a B2B marketer or like something to do with like creating content on LinkedIn. And like, that's really like been the majority of my focus. I don't spend like hours, like editing videos. Like if I can't shoot it and like do it in like a, like a couple minutes, like I move on. I talked to someone earlier today and they were like, yeah, like I spend one to two hours per video from an editing standpoint. And I was like, whoa, whoa, I don't have time for that. But like, I like the short, like five second, 10 second, like audio clips where it's like some funny audio. And then you put like, your point of view of like, hey, here's how it can relate back to a marketer. or Here's how it can relate back to like creating content on LinkedIn. And those have been like really fun. I mean, I only get like a couple hundred views on on each of my videos. I it's it's I'm, I have a long way to go. Um, but I've been trying to repurpose a few of them here and there for LinkedIn, and like they've been taking off. Like it's funny because when I post like a podcast episode um, video, like it might get like a thousand views or something from a video standpoint. But when I do these like short little TikToks and post them on LinkedIn, like I'm getting like 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 views on video. Um, And I was like, oh, it's such like a smart path. And like, then it allows me to get more people to know that I'm on there and kind of cross promote and get more people to, to follow me over there as well. And that's really good for a LinkedIn video these days. Really? Yeah. Five or 7,000? That's actually very good because video is yeah. so down right now. So yes. when you're on TikTok and you did your own original ones or repurposing, did one of them do better than the other or they got about the same it, engagement? It, for, for me so far, it's been about the same engagement. Although like if I, like when I did the like audio trends, there's a few of them that like did pretty, pretty good, like a lot better than just like the repurposing of like the video um, or like the podcast. But, like, I feel like 
I wanted a place to house all of the like shows and speaking events that I did and just like a place where I could just send people and be like, Hey, if you want to see like all my videos that I've done on speaking on like field marketing or personal branding or B to, uh, ABM, like here you go. And it was just kind of like a, like a portfolio somewhat. That's a great thing because you know, the organic reach is off the charts there. It's a great place to put it. Yeah. In addition to maybe like your website, it's a great thing. Yeah. I keep asking these questions because I keep reading and seeing, and it's just like, I haven't taken the plunge on TikTok yet, you know, because I don't like video, but there's got to be a way. I mean, there's tons, there's millions of people on there. Not everyone can be good or like video. So exactly. I gotta find a way. I mean, it's almost like an early, I'm not saying an early adopter by any means, but in the B2B space, it's a little bit newer. So there's still time to get in there and, and find your, your niche and your, area of expertise, which I know what I'll write on, but it's just a matter of doing it. So that's good. And I think you even showed a, had a post a couple of weeks ago that Alice got a, you got a client for work from that. Did I read that right? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. We I've, I've now driven, uh, so driven to inbounds. And it was funny because I was talking to a sales rep on Friday and she was saying that she talked with the company that day where the two people on the call saw me on TikTok. And so they requested a demo as well. And I was like, that's crazy. And like the two inbound demos that came in, they were from like, one was from a 150,000 person company. And then one was from like a 30,000 person company. And like, it's just so crazy. Like it, the, the, like you said, the organic reach is massive. So like, even if people aren't engaging with it, like it's going on their for you page and like, they, if they do click your profile, like I have right at the top marketer at Alice. Um, and so I have the same LinkedIn picture that I use on LinkedIn as TikTok. So people can hopefully just kind of like tie it all together. It's like, Oh, that's Nick. All right. That makes a lot of sense. And, um, my goal, I want to, I want to start to, to utilize more, but we're not using a company page and I'm trying to do everything from like a personal page and then tying it back to Alice really. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, in the B two B space, Duolingo or something, they are killing it on LinkedIn. I mean, on TikTok. So you know, hats off to them. I mean, I, they probably have ten million followers now. Like a month ago, that eight. I don't know what it is, but it's just hilarious. They're doing such a phenomenal job. Well, um, since we're in the social media realm, I'm going to ask you one more question about another platform, and then we're going to kind of close it out today with your your favorite professional mantra to help us. So I know you're you and I follow each other on Twitter. Or I at least follow you, and I get your one little you know, line, little, perfect little clips. I'm like, Oh, that's so good. So tell us your strategy on Twitter as you're growing your brand. And did you jump on that in the last year or two? Give us a little bit of strategy there. Yeah. So, so I've always had a Twitter and like, I mostly used it for like scrolling. Like I would follow like sports, like athletes and sports teams. And like, funny enough, meteorology, I'm a, I'm a huge like weather nerd. Um, and like, I love weather and like following and like, you know, chasing storms, things like that. And so it was m- the majority of what I use, but I would say, you know, probably about a year ago or so I just started, you know, creating different tweets and stuff. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try a little bit harder. It's, it's a completely different beast than it is on like LinkedIn. Um, and so right now I've been creating three, three posts per day, pretty much. But the thing on Twitter is I do batch them, which I don't on LinkedIn. I just, it's, it's more of like an experiment to see how they do compared to like, just basically free flowing it on LinkedIn. So like, I try to write out like a week's worth of stuff, three posts per day. So what's that three times five, 15 posts a week. Um, and I just keep them like simple, usually like a line or two. 
And they've been pretty good. I mean, I, I haven't had like tremendous growth over there, but like, I think I've got like 2,500 followers or something like that. So it's not terrible. I mean, probably a year ago or so I've had like, like 1,200, 1,300 or something. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. So those are your three products. So we're talking, basically we went from personal branding, talking about social media, which is attached to the brand, but LinkedIn, TikTok, and Twitter. So I'm assuming link, LinkedIn is your thing, TikTok, and then Twitter kind of is what's working best for you. Yeah. Right I think, I think that's, and that's probably like my like fate, like the order that I enjoy the most, definitely LinkedIn. I feel like TikTok's just a lot more fun. I feel like, I feel like marketing Twitter is pretty interesting, but I feel like a lot of like a lot of other pieces of Twitter. I just, I still don't, it's, 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 it's completely different for me. And it's mm -hmm. just, I don't scroll a ton on Twitter to be honest with you. Um, but I will scroll on like TikTok and LinkedIn. So. Yeah. Well, this is good. I, I really wanted your take on, you know, and especially as everyone listening on someone who's, you know, came out in full force the last two years to build your brand. What do you thought on LinkedIn and TikTok, which is definitely a way to to consider and then Twitter. So this has been phenomenal. And, and I am excited by the time this episode airs, I'm sure you will have announced your, it, it will be a titled new role as well. Correct. Brandy yeah. Yeah. Board. We're still, it's probably going to be like director of evangelism or something or, along those lines. Yeah. Still working it out, but some okay. mix of evangelism will be in there. <laughs> How fun is that? Well, Nick, I mean, you, I mean, I, I, I'm saying this in all the best way, a case study. I mean, it's an example of do not hold yourself back and do not stop when you're out there because Nick Bennett is an example of the opportunities. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're, uh, you know, working on a side hustle in your day job or just a day job, you know, of what can happen when you, you know, put yourself out there. So as you see behind me, um, but you gave us some real good strategy. And, and again, I'll put that in the show notes. So two last questions, Nick, before we head out today, I um, always ask my guests, cause I learned so much. Do you have like a personal or professional mantra saying that you can really inspire us about getting out there and building our personal brands? I would say, you know, the biggest thing that I've always been like a big like believer in is like, don't be afraid of like failure um, and like fail fast is kind of like the big thing. And like, even like both personally and professionally, like it's something where like, if you want to stand out and do things differently and separate yourself from others is like a thought leader or however you want to position yourself, like you got to be okay with failure because trust me, I've had so much content fail. Um, I've had, you know, stories where I've failed as a marketer, but like, think about all the upside there is. And we don't talk about failure enough, especially on LinkedIn. Like everyone paints a beautiful world when like, that's not always the case. And I think it's okay to admit that we fail, but what are the lessons that we can learn from it to take forward? Mm. That's so true. And people really kind of want to know about your failures, not to bash you, but because they find inspiration because we all fail. We just don't all talk about it. Right. And, and I think there needs to be more openness about that for encouragement. So that's a really good lesson. So thank you for sharing that. Now, I know they're going to want to know, where do I learn more about Nick? Where do I follow his content to see what he's doing? Because he's really inspired me to 
to get out there. So where's the best place to find you, Nick? Yeah, LinkedIn is definitely the best place. You know, search Nick Bennett and then you'll see Alice um, in my headline. So you could find me there. If you're, you know, dabbling over on the TikTok side of things, my username's at Nick B underscore 2005. Um, and then same thing on Twitter. If you want to follow along there, it's at Nick B. 2005, no underscore. I don't 2000, I don't know why I had such an infatuation with like 2005. It's when I graduated high school, but um, it just kind of stuck with me all these years. So yeah, no, that's part of your brand. And then let's talk about rep your brand. You can find that on all the major um, podcast platforms. And that's that's like how many episodes into it are you now? It's been two years or so. Yeah, it's I believe it's about 30, 37 now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You've got some really good people. I learned a lot. I'll sometimes, you know, when walking around the neighborhood or whatever, I'll listen to some of your really good episodes. I mean, they're all good, but I'll pull one up and learn so much every time I listen to to them. So highly recommend. And I always tell you that I love the name of that podcast, Rep Your Brand. So good job there. Well, Nick, you know, I could talk to you forever. So and I'm just cheering you on because first, I just want to congratulate you for all the success. And then I'm cheering you on this new role. Like this is this is going to be huge. And I cannot wait to see what an impact it makes for the B2B marketing sales space. Yeah, so, I appreciate that. It's, it's, it's definitely new waters, but I'm excited and I definitely can't wait. And honestly, thank you for having me on. I I love talking to you. You're so easygoing and just so like such a bubbly personality. So. Well, that's hopefully how I'm trying to come across on LinkedIn. I probably need to get more video. I was talking to a friend. I'm like, I haven't been on video so long. I need to get on video because people know me and you always just want to make sure people know the real you. And Hopefully, if you met me, I mean, I know if you met me in Pensacola, Florida, you would you get the same thing. And that's what we want in our brand. So thank you again. So guys, there you have it. Nick Bennett, how to put yourself out there in the last two years, a real amazing rundown of successes and what is to come. So we'll link in the show notes everywhere you can follow him. Some amazing two articles that I know you'll enjoy reading. And I just want to say, keep going, Nick. Keep getting out there and sharing that message. And for you guys listening, thank you for stopping by another week. As you know, I'm here to help you put yourself out there. So just keep doing it. You have a brand to build, a business to grow, and people to impact. So until next week, I'll talk to you later. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in. You know, we need more impactful professionals, entrepreneurs, and leaders just like you getting out there sharing your expertise. So if you'd like to know more about how I can help you or your team grow your professional personal brand, please check out yourbrandyourbusiness.com. And until next time, you have a brand to build, a message to share, and people to impact. Now go put yourself out there and watch the business of you grow.